Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Numbers chapter 11. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called Taborah, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we've lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. The manna was like a coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into loaves, and it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you've put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give birth to them? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on an oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all of these people by myself. The burden's too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I've found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me seventy of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting so that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I'll take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed, If only we had meat to eat. We were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat, and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day, or two days, or five, ten, or twenty days, but for a whole month, until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and have wailed before Him, saying, Why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, here I am among 600,000 men on foot, and you say I'll give them meat to eat for a whole month? Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together seventy of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him, and he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on him and put it on the seventy elders. When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. 
Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since his youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all of the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his Spirit on all of them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It scattered them up to two cubits deep all around the camp, as far as a day's walk in any direction. All that day and night, and all the next day, the people went out and gathered quail. No one gathered less than ten homers. Then they spread them all out around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth, And before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people, and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore, the place was named Kibroth Hadavah, because there they buried the people who craved other food. From Kibroth Hadavah, the people traveled to Hazaroth, and they stayed there. So the moral of that dreadful story is that grumbling and complaining Uh, resumed among the people, and once again it brought the judgment from the Lord. And so reading from verse 1, Now the people complained about their hardship in the hearing of the Lord, and when he heard them, his anger was aroused. And so, friends, let that be a lesson to all of us. The Lord is very gracious, he's very loving, but he doesn't do well with complaining and grumbling. And so in this case, fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. The people cried out, and Moses prayed and interceded once again for the people, and the fire died down. But this wasn't over. The, uh, the people began to crave other food, and the Israelites started wailing and complaining, if only we had food to eat, if only we had meat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. So why was the fish at no cost? It's because they were slaves, and they had no money. Also, oddly, they remembered the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. And the the garlic always fascinates me that they mention uh, the garlic and the onions. But nevertheless, the variation in their diets was what they were talking about because uh, they only got to see manna. They were living off of manna. It was the Lord's provision for them. But every family apparently in Israel became discontent. And Moses said they were all wailing at the entrance to their tents. So the Lord was angry, Moses was upset, and Moses began to complain to the Lord. He said, Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? And then he asked somewhat sarcastically to God, Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? It's a very bold thing to do, but Moses had that kind of relationship with the Lord. He went on to say, Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant? to the land you promised. Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing, give us meat. I cannot carry all of these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. And so he went on to say, Lord, if this is, um, if this is how it's going to be, just go ahead and kill me. If you love me, just go ahead and kill me. But the Lord had had enough. And he said, um, bring 70 of Israel's elders, and I'm going to take some of the power of the spirit that's on you, Moses, and put it on them. And so in verse 25, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with Moses, and he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on him and put him on the 70 elders. Now, this is interesting. I personally don't believe that the power of the Spirit that was on Moses was diluted or diminished. 
In other words, it was just replicated in miniature on these other 70. That's my personal opinion. Some believe that the power was spread out that had previously been on Moses had been delegated and diminished into 70 parts instead of one part. But my personal opinion is it was just replicated in miniature on some of these others because the Holy Spirit has power without measure. There was no reason to dilute anything that Moses had been entrusted with. But of the 70 that were to receive this power of the Spirit that had rested on Moses, two apparently were still in the camp. We don't know whether they were sick or whether they were tied up with other matters, but apparently they were in the camp. So we read in verse 26, However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but they did not go out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. So the evidence that the Holy Spirit had come on these men was the prophecy. And so just like the other 68, they prophesied. And so a young man ran and told Moses, Hey Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua got upset. He looked at Moses and he said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. In other words, that's your job, Moses. You're the great prophet. But Moses replied to Joshua, and his response to me is really interesting. He said, Joshua, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all of the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on all of them. And so, friends, I'm here to tell you that that wish prayer of Moses came to pass under the New Testament. All of God's people in the New Testament are able to hear the voice of Jesus. All of God's people in the New Testament have a measure of his Holy Spirit on them. And so Moses' um, desire, as expressed to Joshua, came to pass, but not under the Old Covenant, but under the New Covenant. And then finally, I just want to bring the fact that this desire for food was met in this chapter. The people craved meat, and the Lord, in his anger, supplied quail. But he supplied so, so many quail that it was just incredible. It says them two cubits deep around the entire camp. That's three feet deep, quail three feet deep, you know, enough for three million people. And um, it said as far as a day's walk in every direction, just imagine the quantity of these quail. And so the people began to eat the quail and the Lord's anger burned against them and struck them while they were still eating. And so once again, the, the moral of that story is don't grumble and complain to the Lord. The Lord had been supplying manna, and all of a sudden it wasn't good enough for him. And so, Lord, we just pray today that whatever provision you've made for each of us, we say thank you, Lord. We're grateful, Lord. And Lord, our lot is enough for us. We appreciate you. We love you. We're not grumbling or complaining against you. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.